is going on, everybody? This is Hirsch back with you on the Running the Ropes podcast. Guys, I just want to take a short minute and say sorry for the delay on getting a new episode out. I've had a lot of things going on family-wise and personally um, that I just needed to deal with. And... I just appreciate everybody that's still hanging out and waiting on a new episode and asking me when the new episode was going to be out. I can't thank y'all enough. I know I say it every time, Um, but everything's good. No worries. We're going to try to get back on a normal schedule now and try to start turning these out once a week again, get some guests on. But in the meantime, I figured I'd fire one off and Give everybody an update if maybe something you missed, something you didn't know, some information out there on all kinds of things right now. A lot of things going on in the world of wrestling, and I just wanted to get one up and running and tell everybody an update about myself and that everything was going good. Health-wise, everything's going great, completely over the COVID episode that I had a few months back right before I started the show. Um, but we're just going to kick right into it, man, and, uh, just go over some stuff and throw some information out there and hopefully maybe this is informative to some of you guys listening to it. Maybe it's something you didn't know, or maybe you just like the sound of my voice. (laughs) But anyway, um, as far as the world of WWE goes, I mean, I'm sure most everybody out there has, has heard recently about the newest batch of releases in the world of WWE and man I tell you what I just I really feel for some of these guys and some of these guys I'm actually kind of happy for I, I I just we'll start right off with the biggest surprise to me was was Keith Lee man and those of you that follow wrestling closely and know who Keith Lee is knows Keith Lee is a phenomenal worker a great personality, and from those that have met and spoken with him, just a generally really nice guy. He always has time for an interview or to pose for a picture or an autograph. Um, Keith Lee, ironically enough, had had his own COVID issues, and that had kept him off TV for a while. Apparently, he had some health issues coming back from that. And then he had his... uh. He had some copyright issues with WWE over his name and them trying to copyright his name, which is why they eventually settled in on the Keith Bearcat Lee name that he went by for the last month or so until his release last week. Um, it's, it's a sad situation, but at the same time, Keith Lee is going to land on his feet any organization would be lining up. I would have to imagine to sign Keith Lee. I'd love to see him in AEW. Um, you might see him in New Japan. Keith Lee's going to land on his feet. Plenty of opportunities for him. Um, next on the surprising list, to me at least, is uh, Karrion Cross and his um, fiance Scarlett. If you followed NXT. You knew Karrion Cross came in. He was really hot. They made him the champion. He got injured. 
they took the belt off of him, obviously, when he was injured. He came back. He was champion again. And then WWE stepped in and did what WWE tends to do and made some character changes when they brought him to the main roster. And it was just weird, man. I mean, you, Karrion and his fiance Scarlett are but, you know, on air was his valet or whatever you'd like to call it in this day and age. Um, they were they were a tremendous act together, had a great entrance on NXT. I mean, their entrance was phenomenal. Their whole gimmick was phenomenal. And they brought him up to the main roster and basically stripped everything from him that was cool and just had him come out. I, if those of you that might have saw it. Came out his first match and lost Jeff Hardy in like two minutes while he was still the, the NXT champion, which even made even less sense because it just, to most, it was like Vince giving a big middle finger to NXT and saying he didn't care about the product. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> then they came around and slapped a, what many have called was a gimp mask on him and had him come out once, you know, with, and he started winning and still no Scarlet, still none of the elements that made him really cool in NXT. And then they eventually let him cut some vignettes backstage that were very similar to his character in NXT. But when he would come out for a match, he was the silly character that they had turned him into. So, you know, once again, what what nobody can seem to figure out what WWE is doing with some of these guys. I mean, Karrion Cross absolutely fits the mold for everything that a Vince McMahon character usually is. Tall, well-built, big, muscular guy. I mean, you know, just everything that Vince seems to usually look for in his wrestlers. And, you know, for whatever reason, he was released. Um, a couple of other ones just before I get to the last major name to me, um, Ember Moon, phenomenal female wrestler, had recently had a run as NXT Tag Team Champions, um, had a run on the main roster. Ember Moon was a very solid female worker, but maybe just in that company right now with, um, she got lost in the numbers game. Um, B-Fab, that one is just absolutely puzzling, as many have also said on other podcasts and blogs. Um, B-Fab had, she was part of the group Hit Row, which just debuted on SmackDown. Um, the only female in the group and had recently signed a new contract and then she's gone and Hit Row was on SmackDown on Friday and acted like nothing was different. They just took her out of the intro song and acted like she was never there. It's just just weird um, that you bring that group up from NXT to push them and you immediately take the female element out of the group. Uh, just, you know, what do you say? Um, finally, as far as big names go, um, would be Nia Jax. Now, anybody that's watched Nia Jax over the last 
couple of years knows that, you know, a lot of people thought Nia should have been released already due to her working stiff. And for those that don't know what working stiff is, working stiff is when you, you wrestle hard and you can injure people. You don't take the bumps and necessarily go with the kicks and the punches like you're supposed to. You, your punches are rough. Your punches land. <laughs> um, some of your moves land a lot harder than they're supposed to. Um, Naya was synonymous with this. She's injured. She broke Becky Lynch's nose. Uh, you know, just multiple injuries to multiple people. Recently had had kind of a shoot match with Charlotte. Many remember where they both kind of worked stiff towards each other and rumors were they had a disagreement on how that was supposed to go. Um, and there's rumors about Nia not being vaccinated was the reason that she was released. Now, Nia has publicly come out and disputed that, saying no one ever told her that her vaccination status was, you know, a, a big deal or, you know, and it was dependent on her keeping her job. I know there's been a lot of outcry from wrestlers that, uh, Paige in particular, that they would like to see Nia rehired. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that one's going to go. I know Nia, obviously, those that know about Nia know she's related to Rock. Um, a lot of people thought that maybe that's why she had kept her job as long as she did was because of her relationship to the Rock. That's all speculatory. Nobody knows the backstage politics in that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I, Nia is one of those. I don't know if another company will take a chance on her because of the way she works. Some people say she's dangerous in the ring and maybe that's just an element that another company doesn't want to take a risk on right now. Um, just have to wait and see. Um, WWE's got Survivor Series coming up here shortly and you really wouldn't know it from, <laughs> watching the broadcast this has been one of the weirdest promoted survivor series in history for those of y'all that do know and those of y'all that don't survivor series is annual pay-per-view for wwe where the smackdown brand wrestles against the raw brand as for instance you will have roman reigns versus big e champion versus champion the tag team champions will face each other and then there's the traditional Survivor Series match where you have five from Raw versus five from SmackDown in an elimination match. Um, they just now announced the rosters this last week. But this is two, this is, you know, we're a week and a half out from this pay-per-view. And there's been very little build to it. No mentions of Roman and Big E facing each other from from either of the champions for that matter. There hasn't been any kind of build up or promotion to it. It's just a very odd and weird situation and just hasn't felt right. But I guess we'll see what they do here starting on SmackDown this week and then they'll go from there. But they seemingly are just really focused on their linear storylines for their brands and not the cross-brand promotion for the for the Survivor Series. Um, 
case in point on Raw. Right now, the focus is the big story is um, Seth Rollins and Big E coming up here in the near future with, you know, and now they're mixing Kevin Owens into it. Kevin Owens has been a big part of the storyline the last couple of weeks. And finally turned heel this week in the storyline that they used, they built up to the entire three hour show was Seth Rollins casting doubt about Kevin Owens and whether he was, had good intentions or not. And then by the end of the show, Kevin Owens gets interfered with, he loses the match to Seth Rollins and he snaps and he throws a beat down on um, Big E. Uh, <laughs> the thing about Kevin Owens is you don't really know what they're going to do with him right now because for those that don't know about Kevin Owens, his contract is up in January and there are tremendous rumors that he will not re-sign with WWE. For those that don't know, Kevin Owens is good friends with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks in AEW. And most everyone predicts that will be his destination as soon as his contract is up and he clears his 90-day non-compete calls. His, um, I'm sorry, if, he's, if his contract ends, he may not have a 90-day no-compete calls. I actually don't know the particulars on that one. Um, but just another name that, that WWE is, is set to lose as well as, as while we're talking about Adam Cole, um, Kyle O'Reilly, for those that know Kyle O'Reilly, he's in NXT. He was a member of the faction undisputed era with Adam Cole and recently signed by AEW Bobby Fish. Um, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole interacted this Wednesday on a uh, dynamite and made and the young bucks loosely rumored um, uh, loosely mentioned the undisputed era in one of their little promos so it's just a lot of moving parts right now with these guys whose contracts are coming up in WWE and AEW just looks to make that roster stronger and Man, you start to wonder where some of you know some of these guys they're going to run out of room, which goes back to what I was talking about in previous episodes of I would really like to see Dynamite go to a two-hour live show and give some of these guys more time. Of course, you have Dark and Elevation on the YouTube channel, a lot of matches there, um, but that's for a lot of the young and up upcoming talent and the developmental talent, not so much the mainstreamers. So we'll just have to wait and see. I mean. You're ending up right now with the one thing that I don't like to see AEW doing is a lot of factions. There's a lot of factions building AEW right now. Of course, you have the Super Elite. You have Hardy Family Office. You have Death Triangle. You have um, the Dark Order. Uh, just faction after faction. Best friends with Orange Cassidy and, you know, just all these Groups, uh, the pinnacle, obviously, yeah, just group after group. Now, that leads me to some AEW talk. Um, uh, you've got Malachi Black, which and Andrade teaming together, 
seemingly working together. And the rumor there is, is that Malachi Black would like to form his own group called the House of Black. If you've been watching AEW the last few weeks, you'll see FTR has kind of been on what they called a loan from the pinnacle for cash considerations to assist Malachi Black and Andrade against Cody and uh, even this week, um, Pack in a match. Now, if you've been watching AEW regularly, you've noticed the Pinnacle really hasn't been much of a focus lately. Um, MJF kind of does his thing. FTR kind of do their thing. Sean Spears hasn't been on TV uh, the last week or so. Um, and Wardlow fought a match this week, you know, a squash, squash match, and it's almost like they're positioning Wardlow as a babyface. So I have to wonder if maybe they're they're kind of focusing on breaking up the pinnacle kind of slowly here because it just wasn't working out, and they're going to phase like FTR into the House of Black to feud against like death triangle and Cody and those guys. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a real interesting way W does things. They don't, they don't do it kind of like WWE does where they just kind of break something up and then they just act like the audience is dumb and we don't know that they just disappeared. They kind of, if they decide they want to go a different direction, they kind of, they, they continue to be great with the long term storytelling where they slow play things in and then a piece falls into place here, a piece falls into place there. And eventually the, you know, their grand plan comes together. Of course, um, AW has full gear coming, excuse me, coming up this weekend. Uh, full gear being one of their four major pay-per-views and, um, in your main event, you'll have Kenny Omega versus Adam Hangman Page, which, a lot of us have been just waiting on forever. Me and AJ talked about it on the very first episode, how we were just waiting to see this. Um, this was a prime example of AEW's long-term storytelling. They set this match up just months and months ago and have just slowly built to it. Of course, Adam was out on uh, maternity leave with his wife when she gave birth. So it kind of gave a break in that to play it out a little longer. But, man, um, I'd, I'd love to see Adam win this match. He is, without question, a future world champion and maybe the centerpiece of, of AEW as far as young, upcoming wrestlers go. The guy has all the tools. Uh, I'd love to see him win it. Rumor is that he is. Um, <laughs> those that follow wrestling rumors and things of that would hear that Tony Khan a few uh, a month or so back was a picture was taken of him at a Jaguars game where he was holding the card on a notepad for full gear and what appeared to be was the winners were circled on the card. And on that, spoilers, if you don't want to hear this, fast forward, but spoilers, 
Hangman Page's name was circled on that card. So here's hoping maybe we see a victory. I know that Omega's due maybe for some time off. This guy has absolutely worked an incredible workload the last year. He's carried that belt and and just been a great champion for AEW. He served his time. Maybe it's time to put it on someone else and let them run with it for a while. Let him take some time off. Um, another match that you're going to have at full gear and what the match I'm most looking forward to. And if you saw the pro the promo last Friday night, wow. Um, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk just, if you haven't, if you somehow missed the promo between these guys last Friday night on rampage, go, go look it up on YouTube. Um, there may not be two better guys in wrestling right now with a microphone in their hand than Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. These guys just, man, you, you, I will drop whatever I'm doing and listen when one of these guys is in the ring with a microphone because you just don't know how the only person even, even above these guys is Paul Heyman and, you know, Paul's on a whole nother level. Paul Heyman is the Robert De Niro <laughs> of microphone work in the wrestling business. But these guys are are nipping at his heels when it comes to that. The, the, the promo started a little slow, and then it just kicked into overdrive. Just with barbs at each other, insults, just wow. That, that match will not be a wrestling match. It will be a fight. Those guys go back a long time to the Indies and Ring of Honor, um, which also leads me to talk about Eddie Kingston for a minute. If you didn't get a chance, Eddie Kingston wrote a article this week for the Players' Tribune. And if you have a minute and, and you want to read something that's just really inspirational and tells you about a guy that loves wrestling, I can't urge it enough for you to go look up this article by Eddie Kingston. Just just Google Eddie Kingston Player Tribune. I'm sure you'll find it real quick. Or search Eddie Kingston on Twitter. I know he had it posted there. Um, or if you can't find it, hit me up on Twitter. I'll send it to you. Just an absolutely inspirational story about a guy who has scratched and called his way to be where he's at right now and you don't think of the man as a champion you don't think of him as just this super great wrestler but man the guy loves the business and he has given up at one point in time pretty much everything to stay in this business i mean he sold his sold his boots to pay his mortgage just you know, just to keep going, I just, I can't recommend it enough that if you need an inspirational story this week, go look up that article by Eddie Kingston. You won't regret reading it. Um, not a whole, whole lot else going on right now. Like I said, um, about to get back in the full swing of things, going to get some guests on here to to get back to the spirit of what this show is about and that's just talking about wrestling you know as from a fan's point of view and what you know what we love about it what we don't love about it 
I, I know I've said it a bunch of times. Um, if you want to be a guest, if you want to come on here and, and, and talk about wrestling and share your wrestling stories, hit me up on Twitter at jhershey21, you know, and, and message me and we will, we will set it up, man. I would love to have people. I love anybody to come on and just talk about their love of wrestling with me so we can just and just sit here and don't feel pressured don't feel like you have to come up with stories just just talk about what you love and that's what we do we don't you know we don't sit here and <laughs> you know just shoot the bull about nothing we talk about what we love and i don't and if you don't if there's stuff you don't love i want to hear that too i want to hear you vent because there's chances are that I probably agree with most of what you have to say. You know, we all have moments in this business where we're just frustrated with it and we want to see other things happen. Um, I, you know, these releases that just keep happening by WWE, it's just, it's frustrating, man. Cause these are people's lives and they think they're set for a good period of time. And then all of a sudden it's just, you know, the, rugs ripped out from under them and they have to they have to go out there and find some of these people aren't just going to fall in with a company they're going to have to go out there and do independent bookings and and work shows in a gymnasium somewhere or you know in a little small town or an arena just you know and they're back to square one and you have to understand you know this is these are rough times for a lot of people so you know just remember that when you're <laughs> when we're when we're down on some of these guys and what they're doing, you know, that this is their livelihood and they they don't they just want to do what they love. Um, one other note. I know everybody is waiting to see what Bear, uh, happens with Bray Wyatt or. If you haven't heard, he's not going by Bray Wyatt anymore. He's going by his real name, which is Wyndham Rotunda. Um, the word out right now is that Bray is about to start shooting a movie, or Wyndham, um, which is kind of like it's going to be some kind of borderline horror movie, scary movie, and it is supposed to start shooting at the end of this month and run through the first of the year. So there is a very, very good chance that we will not see Bray slash Wyndham in any promotion before the first of the year. So just keep that in mind if y'all are waiting, if y'all are like tuning in to full gear this week, thinking that he's going to show up. There's a the rumors have it that him and AEW haven't had a whole lot of dialogue right now. Now, granted. These guys get a lot of stuff done through back channels. Uh, I'm going to always call him Bray. So for the simplicity of the episode, I'm going to just keep saying Bray. Bray's a very simple, quiet man. He's not as out there as some of these other guys were. I don't think it's going to be as known as when CM Punk and... Brian Danielson signed with AEW, and that rumor was out there. I think this one, he would be one of those that would just show up out of nowhere 
quite possibly. But if we've known, learned anything from AEW, they like to make a splash and they like to plan things out for big moments. So I can't see them just showing up on a dynamite one week. It would, if it's not here at full gear, it will probably be the next pay-per-view, which I don't off the top of my head know what it is. I'd have to look it up. Um, but guys, that's really all that's going on right now. Once again, thank you for your patience with me. I just want to keep getting these episodes out for you guys. The following has been great. I I doubted myself for a while doing this, and all of you have kept me motivated to keep churning these out. So we're going to get back in the saddle, and we're going to uh, cowboy up and get some episodes made. So once again, if you'd like to come on, be a guest on the show, talk some wrestling, talk about anything, love to have you. Shoot me a message at jhershey21 on Twitter, and we'll get it done, man. So, until then, guys, love you all. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Running the Ropes. Y'all have a good one.